0: Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway and welcome to The Foundation of You. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild. Your life, your way, The Ottaway. Let's get started. Hello, my lovelies. I'm so excited because today I'm doing a different kind of episode. I'm actually flying solo on this one because I wanted to talk about something that has kind of, it's been just in the background for me. I, I'm i not really talked about it, but it's something that when I posted on my Instagram stories as a topic, people said they wanted to hear more about it. So Today, I'm talking about my journey to sobriety. Now, journey to sobriety, what does that even mean? Because I've never really thought of myself as a big drinker. Now, some of you might laugh and go, wait a minute, we remember you at parties and and that sort of thing. And certainly um, when I was in sales in my corporate life, we would celebrate end of quarter uh, milestones and successes with these huge drinking, binging festivals, (laughs) like shots at the end of the night, you know, waking up the next day with a pounding headache. It was full on. But I never really thought that that was uh, an issue for me. I just knew I didn't like how I felt the next day when I woke up. I had a anxiety or a hangover and anxiety together. So I just started to realize as I got older, and certainly, as I've become more in my spiritual healing space, I just realized that that kind of excessive, fun, um drinking, which, you know, let's face it, when we drink, we loosen up and we see things in a totally different way than when we're not drinking. And not to say that I wasn't fun if I wasn't drinking, but I just think that there's certainly an element there that can cloud, certainly clouds your judgment. You know, I can make wrong decisions under the influence of alcohol. We all can, right? So, I just was taking a look at myself and my lifestyle, thinking, you know, something has to change. And so, it's actually been 647 days since I have had something to drink. And the last time I had something to drink was just before New Year's Eve, two years ago. So, it really has changed the way that I feel in such an amazing way. So like I said, I wasn't really, I didn't really feel like I needed to drink all the time. So, you know, somebody said to me, well, you're saying that you're sober, but to her, it meant that I had a problem. Like I'd had this, the choice that you make when you want to stop something. And then you've got a problem about something, whether whatever the addiction is. And I guess it made me think, well, is this or was this a problem for me? And I don't know. You know, I still feel that there probably is, if I'm going to put my hand on my heart and say, yeah, actually, you know, all that binge drinking and certainly um, staying out and being one of the last to leave parties and kind of always wanting to have the the most i don't know the best champagne the like it was just always such a thrill when somebody would bring out the most expensive bottle of something you know it's like ooh it's like this little celebration <laughs> so i think i looked at life uh, as one big party which had alcohol included and i know this because many of my pictures i went away with my daughter up north to, we went to this beautiful beach. And I realized as I looked through all of my photos, because I went sort of on my own with her, you know, I'd sit down for dinner and I'd have a glass of wine or I'd have a glass of champagne. And the glass of alcohol was in every picture. Me holding that, you know, picture, like the picture of uh, the ocean in the background with the, the glass of champagne and its sort of the dew from the coldness um, starting to form on the glass. And I made it all this, like an artistic shot, but it was just, it made me realize that (laughs) I was putting alcohol on a bit of a pedestal, I think. So it led me to take a good look. And as I said, a couple of Christmas parties and events where... I was drinking with everyone and we were all having an amazing, fun time. But then the next day, it's not so fun. And I wake up late. I um, have that anxiety. And I just didn't feel, you know, I felt like I was always catching up or the day, half the day was gone. And I decided that I didn't want that. So Over the course of that time, was it a problem? Probably not. It was very manageable on my part. And I certainly could have stopped at any time. I just didn't want to. But then I realized that for me, alcohol didn't make me feel good. I was also drinking, like I'd have a glass of wine at night after I'd come home from work and I would you know, have a couple of glasses and then I would fall asleep on the couch because I was just so tired. And then I'd wake up, you know, an hour or so later and I'd be all sort of out of sorts because I'd started to get my sleeping and I just didn't feel good. And so the choice to stop Because that's what anything is. Whenever you're on any journey where you are doing a behavior that you don't want to do anymore, it is a choice. You know, was it a problem? Probably not. But it was enough of a problem to make me go, I don't really like that side of me or that part of me that's drinking. And yeah, so I just felt like it was probably time to stop, and so it was kind of like I took stock of where I was at in my life, and as I mentioned, I'm doing a lot of healing work. And when you do healing work, you call on uh, your intuition, you call on taking yourself into a theta brainwave state, which is where I would take my clients, and and with that you've got to be very clear in the, in the head, you know, you can't be, it's like when you're flying a plane, you know, they don't let pilots fly having um, drunk. They've got to do a, not being drunk, but having drunk alcohol. (laughs) They don't let them perform their duties if they've had the effects of alcohol previously. In fact, I'd say any job that we do, um, you're certainly not at your best if you've had a big night the night before. Your judgment can be a little bit slower. The ability to make clear decisions can be hampered. So... I feel that there are definitely reasons why it benefited me to stop drinking. And certainly, um, accessing that part of my, my theta brainwave state and also helping others to access that and to, you know, all of that health side for me was really important. And people said, you know, how did you do it? Was it really hard? So I didn't find that it was very hard for me because I started, I actually didn't drink the New Year's Eve. Um, and then the next day was the New Year's, you know, a New Year, um, New Year's Day. So people were kind of in the same bandwagon as I was in that New Year's resolutions. And so people were stopping whatever, you know, trying to encourage better habits for themselves. So I was in that kind of, you know, in that frame of mind as well. And so the first month was pretty easy, actually. I just said, well, I'm not drinking anymore and um, didn't have anything in the house that would tempt me. And I wasn't really going out because we'd had that silly season, (laughs) the months leading up to Christmas and New Year's before. So I was sort of just taking a break. And therefore, it was really easier for me to stop drinking. And I just started focusing on becoming really healthy, watching what I ate, drinking lots of water. And I noticed that my skin started to feel a lot better. And my, you know, my eyes were a lot clearer and I just felt generally really amazing. And I was going to sleep earlier, but I was getting up earlier as well. So I had this huge chunk of, of time available to me that I hadn't previously had when, you know, you have a big night out on Friday night, you can pretty much say, well, Saturday is a write-off. And then particularly if you have a big night out on Saturday night, Sunday is a write-off. And the next thing you know, it's time to get ready for the working week. And Sunday night rolls around way too quick. But when I eliminated that out of my, my diet, <laughs> out of my lifestyle, then it's like I had all this extra time. So that's a really good benefit as well, I found for myself. And I guess the thing, the most important thing I I realized also was I was available if my kids, you know, my teenage kids needed me at night. Now, that was kind of um, just a, an aside, you know, when we were all going out, um, they would go out and if they needed to be picked up from somewhere because they couldn't get an Uber or, you know, whatever, that's, that was usually the case then I was able to get in the car and drive to where they were and pick them up. And that to me was like one of the greatest gifts I could give to myself was being able to be available and, and, and dependable for others. And that just really felt good for me. So I then looked at, you know, all of the things that I had done when I was drinking and now I look back and it's, as I say, it's been almost two years. It'll be two years this New Year's Eve. Um, and I don't miss it at all. So how can that be when it's such a an addictive substance for so many? And I grew up in a household, you know, my parents drank every night pretty much. I would come, you know, my dad would come home from work. And they would have either an old fashioned. It was like this ritual that they would have. And they'd sit down, and they both would enjoy uh, uh, a drink together. And then there would be wine on the table. So it was really ingrained in me from an early age. That's what you did as an adult. You know, come five o'clock, it was wine time or it's cocktail hour. (laughs) You know, it was just like this cultural ritual that we all dance to right we all feel this pull and even when I was I had young kids myself I would be cooking dinner and I'd cook with a glass of wine and it just felt so adult I guess you know just very like and also it was probably a coping mechanism as well to kind of dull the whole um you know just the whole experience of um just having to Be responsible for these little human beings who are personalities and you know beautiful personalities in their own right. Um, but there were many, many things that you do as a parent. You know, you've got to take your kids here, and it's a very can be a very stressful life. So, I think there was a lot of you know just dulling that down as well. But all of that, for whatever reason, you know, did not make me feel like. I had to continue to have it be a part of my life. And so I, I think if you're <clears throat> if you're thinking about this as something for yourself, how could I also stop drinking? You know, how can I feel better? How can I reclaim my time? and how can I reclaim my health? because, Al- alcohol as we know is a dehydrator it's a depressant it makes us our energy lower um certainly when we're drinking it you know we can become animated and ha- be very fun and outgoing but then when you come down from that it's it takes a while for your body to recalibrate and get back into that sort of neutral um, state where then you're ready to Do whatever again. So I felt that this might help people if you're looking to leave your, you know, leave drinking behind and to live a a different life. So the first thing that I would suggest that you do is to set the intention. And that's all I did. I decided, I made the decision that I was going to stop drinking and I was going to stop drinking on the night when everybody is drinking. <laughs> like, talk about putting myself in the fire and expecting, you know, I was like, and I did get pushback. I did get people who were like, come on, just have one just to be social. And I was like, I can be social without it. And that made me even more determined when people would try and they weren't trying to make me feel bad, but I think it made them feel awkward or, okay, well, what do we serve her now? Because we've only got alcohol, you know, here, want a glass of water? <laughs> you know. So for me, it was um, probably, I chose one of the most festive alcohol consuming nights to stop and I didn't do it on purpose. I just decided enough And I'm going to enjoy this New Year's. I'm going to watch the fireworks and then I'm going to go home to bed and I'm going to feel great in the morning. And that really was it. So I set that intention. The next thing I did was I was clear on why I was stopping. And as I've mentioned, you know, I was clear that it wasn't serving me anymore to drink for myself. And I'm happy for other people to drink. It does not bother me in the slightest. They can bring um, alcohol into the house. It does not impact me at all. I don't even feel the need to have any. You know, I really don't. I really don't miss it. So that is why I needed to set a clear uh, or be clear on why it was that I was stopping. And it was just I wanted to feel better. I wanted to feel healthy and I wanted to feel clear in my thoughts and open up the possibilities. Because when your third eye is open, you know, your intuition, your um, you know pineal gland, when that is open, you are available to just unlimited possibilities. And that is really empowering and it's really attractive to me. And I want that. <laughs> So if that's my ultimate goal is to be available for unlimited possibilities that come my way, then I've got to be self-aware and I've got to be conscious and know that that's coming to me. So I don't want to take anything that's going to impact on that for me. And then the last thing is just give yourself small steps. For me, it started off as one month and then one month became two and then two became six, and so on. And it just, I found, it's funny, you know, I found other people who were on the same sobriety journey, who had it a lot harder than I had it, but also there were some who've had it um, as easy as I have. And doesn't matter. We're not in a, it's not a competition to see who can, who has had it hardest or who has had it easiest. I'm just saying what my experience was because I was super determined that I wasn't going to put myself in a position where I felt that I had to drink um, just to fit in or had to drink just to, um, because I, you know, I liked the taste of good alcohol I didn't like the taste of cheap or, you know, some alcohol that I was drinking or wine or champagne. I was like, you know, burns the throat going down. So I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if I really want that. So for you, for you, those of you who are listening and thinking, how can I make this work for me, is you really just need to do those three things and allow yourself... To know that if you do have a break in your focus and you do, um, for whatever reason, you know, have a drink, then it's not the end of the world. You know, we're all human. We all do things that we wish that we hadn't. And you just get back onto that um, path and you have your resolve even stronger because you can do it. You know, you feel that I can do this. I have this ability in me and it's a determination and it's a strength and it's just magic. When, like, I just feel so proud of myself that I have achieved this and I just feel like I have, if I can do that, um because alcohol, as I said, was a big part of my life. If I can do that, then um, what else am I able to do and achieve? You know, there's those unlimited possibilities. So I hope that this has been a helpful episode. It certainly um, is something that I feel very passionate about. I feel that, you know, you should live the life We should all be able to live the life that we want without external forces and people telling us what we should do or, oh, you know, come on, just have another, you know, or have a drink. Just one won't hurt. Or, you know, I actually don't think that, well, certainly people in my circle um, don't pressure put that sort of pressure on me. But, um, in fact, I know that I'm going to a Christmas party and the host has already told me that she will have alcohol-free bubbles available, champagne. So I am excited and not to, you know, not because, um, I guess, you know, I'm just excited because she's thought of those of us who don't drink and I'm excited to just actually drink, um, something that is sort of, you know, tastes familiar. You know, I drink soda water, (laughs) so I've got the bubbles there. But yeah, I'm just really excited. And, you know, it is it is a festive, fun um, time that's coming up, but that doesn't mean that I can't be fun and festive without, um, you know, without alcohol, because I know that I can. So again, I hope that this has been, something, maybe it's just tweaked your interest or you've thought, oh, I wonder if I could do that. Um, Send me a DM. I'm on Instagram at Jenny Ottaway. If you have any questions or you want to know further about my story, um, then you can send me a, a message there. And I just would like to also say that this forms a part of, I have a program that's called Attracting Your Future Self Now. And this forms part of that program in that removing things out of your life that no longer serve you. And it's a really powerful place from which to operate. And because once we start to remove the things or the barriers, uh, the things that we want to overcome or, you know, just get rid of then that's where we clear that out of the way. So then new and exciting things can come into our life. So if you're interested in that, hit me up, send me a send me a DM as well, um, or I'll provide a link to my website and you can contact me there as well. And yeah, best wishes on your journey wherever you are within that journey. Bye for now. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and wanna live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.